0: It's prediction time on Locked On Boston College as we are joined by Eric Hoffs today. All of that and more on Locked On Boston College.
1: You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles. Part of the Locked On
0: Podcast Network, your team every day. is locked on boston college aj black here happy friday everyone it's the day before boston college football kicks off against colgate and we have an action-packed show set for you today to talk all about bc football we're going to talk about gambling we're going to talk about previews we're going to give you our predictions and i am so excited because i am joined by my old co-host eric Hostis, who's going to join us weekly during the college football season eric how's it going and welcome back
1: hey thanks Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> so,
0: so Eric, you know, if you've listened to the podcast before, before my iteration, I think I joined locked on network back in November last year, Eric joined us and he, you know, he Eric and I used to do uh, BC bulletin radio. We used to do our own podcast. Now he, you know, I do this every day and I'm going to have Eric on and he's going to talk all about BC football. So I love to hear different perspectives, Eric. What, how are you feeling about BC football heading into the season?
1: I I can't remember the last time I was this excited, um, probably since like the Matt Ryan era. Um, the, the the team's just loaded on offense, um, lots of talent on defense too, and I I think for what they lack on defense, that uh, Halfley is such a defensive mastermind that he he's going to scheme it up, and um, this this has the potential to be a really special season for BC if, if a few things fall right this year. And that's, that's exciting because I, I don't think I, I really don't think we can truthfully say that, um, you know, they, they, they have a shot to compete with the top teams in the conference since probably, probably the Maddie ice days. if We want to be, you know, realistic with ourselves.
0: No, I've, I've poised the question and it's on my predictions a couple of weeks ago. I said this offense has every potential to be as lethal as 2007. Do you agree?
1: Yes, absolutely, and probably more because um I I think I think in some ways that they're they're on paper better than that than that offense. They they certainly well while I I, I I don't know if he you know I'm gonna call him Matty Ice because he hasn't quite hit that level yet, but um he if he gets if he improves from what he did Last year, by a, a certain level, he can reach the level of Matty Ice, and and I don't know. I, I if I compare both those rosters, I think BC has more talent now than they did then on paper. So if if it if it comes together and you know, there's there's no injury concerns, I I think they have potential to be better. And I don't I don't think that's like a you know crazy prognostication. I I don't I don't.
0: I don't think they're that far off from that team to start the year. And I like, I look at the the record and I mean the, the the schedule, excuse me. And that's what strikes me too, is that you get Clemson, but you avoid Miami, you avoid UNC and you're out of conference schedule. Missouri sure, They're an sec school. Some people are higher on them. I'm not really. Um, and I think BC, you know, they, they pulled Virginia tech who I have sold on hard this year. I think Justin Fuente is not a very good coach. And I think this could be the end of him this year. And you pull Virginia tech and a Georgia tech team who could be sneaky good this year, but they, I, I still think they're probably a year away from really, um, being competitive and, and good in the ACC. Do you, what do you think about the schedule, Eric? Are you on the same boat as me? Where do you, what are some of your thoughts about BC schedule for 2021?
1: Yes. Um, it it, it lines up it lines up perfectly for them to make a run like the beginning of the season it kind of ramps up week by week um I mean the jump from Temple to Mizzou is pretty big but that's three kind of warm-up games they get for Mizzou to to find some things out at certain positions and and get some people right and potentially they have the schedule lines up for them to be 4-0 heading into Clemson and just riding high with confidence and kind of no matter what happens with Clemson, win or lose, I I mean, you get a bye right after that and then kind of coast in the second half of the season. And um, the last point I'll make is um, this is the most home games they've had in the month of November November against ACC opponents that ever since BC joined the ACC, um, I I have noticed every year I look and I always notice how – BC's schedule is kind of backloaded with away games because they don't, they don't want to send the ACC teams up North to play BC, um, potential cold weather games. And I, I noticed this year they're, they're not even sending any of the Northeast teams to play BC it's you know Virginia Tech Florida State Wake Forest so they <laughs> lots of favors I feel like got done for BC the way this schedule was constructed for them
0: yeah and you're looking at the schedule and you, you're seeing you can you can map out eight nine wins what team on that lot, on, on that schedule may be kind of a trap game or a game that you might think give, might give BC fits?
1: Um, I think you brought it up that, that kind of weird, you know, Georgia tech, um, has stunk for a while, but I I think, I think if you look at their, their larger body of work, they, they, this might be a year that they kind of uptack uptick in the kind of like the, you know, level of, instead of the basement dwellers, they've been lately kind of, kind of a little bit better than they've been in past years, um, in the conference, um, and it, it's just kind of a weird spot on the schedule sitting around the end of the year, their last road game. It, it kind of comes in a, uh, you know, the, the, the fifth, fifth straight week that they're playing a game and then they go on the road for the last game. I, I don't know. Of, of all those second half games, that's the one I look at and I'm like, oh man, that could be a, a trip off game if they aren't careful.
0: So I'm I'm curious on your perspective, and I've been waiting about a month to talk to you, Eric. So I'm kind of curious on what your thoughts are. You know, a lot of people they talk about they talk about Phil Dracovic or Zay Flowers. What player on Boston College could be? It could be those two guys too. I don't know if that's who you pick, but who could be? A, who's the player you're most looking forward to watch this season?
1: Um, Kobe White, actually, because um, you know, g- going into last year, he was he was supposed to be the man and, and obviously we know about the injury that happened. And, uh, man, I, I, I don't, I don't know that he can bounce back and immediately be the guy he was before his injury, but if he can, like, Holy crap, man, watch out. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember, a a duo of BC receivers, you know, if you get the old Kobe white, and maybe that's not realistic. Um, you know enough enough time to let the man heal and and get back to himself. I'm sure he's going to need a couple of games to get going. But man, if if he could get back to the, the kind of player he he was, like wow, that's that's special. I don't I don't remember a, a BC wide receiver duo like that.
0: Yeah, I mean they, they've got some, that that offensive. Um... The wide receiver room is is going to be some. It's going to be interesting to watch. They've got some really talented guys. I don't know if you've caught some of our comments about Jaden Williams too, who's had a humongous preseason, um, a lot, and he's already drawing a lot of comparisons to to Zay Flowers. I haven't had a chance to see him on on the field, but you know he's another name to watch for, along with C.J. Lewis, and um, you know, there's a bunch of other guys. You know, Trey Barry is the one I'm really excited to see. I want to see what he's able to do in the FBS, and he strikes me as a tight end that can be a difference maker on, on an offense like this, like he's going to be a challenge for teams to, to cover when you already have Zay Flowers and possibly Colby White out there, you know, all of a sudden you have all these matchup issues and I think he's going to, he adds a whole new wrinkle. Uh, so I'm interested to see that. Now in a moment, Eric and I are going to talk about uh, college football betting lines this weekend. This is something I all, always like to talk about with Eric. Uh, before we do that, I want to tell you about the ultimate preview uh nfl preview uh, show the nfl season is about to begin and nobody covers it like the locked on podcast network august 30th through april i uh, sorry september 8th locked on's ultimate season preview is taking you through every team in every division with the help of odyssey's ross tucker and jason la follow the ultimate season preview 2021 feed on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts and while we're talking, let's chat a little bit about Bilt Bar. If you know me, you know I'm a big fan of the Bilt Bars. They are a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're 100% covered in chocolate, and they are delicious. They don't taste gritty or, ch- or chalky like some of those other protein bars, and they come in great, delicious flavors. Whether you try coconut, cherry bar raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, and if you don't know which one you want, they have a mix box where you can get two of each. And now they're good, they're delicious, but what's the best part about Built Bar is their flavor uh, their their nutrition profile, 17 to 18 grams of protein and most of them, 130 to 180 calories, only four or five grams of sugar and four to five grams net carbs. For something that delicious, it's a it's a bar you need to try. Now head on over to builtbar.com and use promo code locked15 and you'll receive 15% off your order. Again, head on over to builtbar.com and use promo code locked15. This is Locked on Boston College, AJ Black here. I'm joined at with Eric Hosses, who's going to be joining us once a week during the football season. And we're jumping out of the the BC Colgate game. Um, You know, it's a lot of fun to talk about, um, you know, FCS games and whatnot. But let's get into some talk about... Gambling. Now, later on, we'll talk a little bit about Bet Online, but there's some really interesting games this weekend, and I want to know Eric's thoughts. Eric is really good with the point spreads, or at least I think he is. He's better than me. I just kind of guess. Um, but I want to get Eric's perspectives on a few games. Now, the ACC season kicks off on Thursday with South Florida and NC State. NC State's an 18 and a half point favorite. We're not going to get into that one, but the, the second game is the one that I want to know Eric's thoughts on. North Carolina and Virginia Tech at Lane Stadium. UNC is only a five and a half point favorite. Eric, who would you take in that game?
1: Well, I know, I know. Based on your comments uh, earlier, you're not buying uh, Coach Fuentes and Virginia Tech. Um, I this one's interesting for me. I, I think, I think, I like, I like North Carolina, but uh, maybe in like a close game, like a field goal or or four point game. Like, I don't know, like. North Carolina getting tons of press clippings before the year about uh, how good their roster is and stuff, and rightly so. They're a very good team, but I don't know. I've seen so many times where that super hype team comes into the first game of the year, and uh, usually they don't have like a road game like this, but um, I actually like Virginia Tech to cover that spread.
0: And so we head on over to Saturday. I'm not going to give you the Colgate BC spread because that one's just bloated, and I, I'm not big into talking about FCS score, uh, spreads. It's 50, I believe, right now. Um, this, this game could be an FCS game: uh, Alabama and Miami, 19 and a half point spread. What do you think about this game, Eric?
1: So i i I grew up loving the Canes and and all those those teams from the Michael Irvin team in the eighties to Warren Sapp and stuff. So I I actually, I actually am a little bit biased usually with Miami, but I I look at all these, all these preseason publications saying that they're one of the coastal division favorites. I see them ranked like number 14 in the country. And like, man, I'd love to see Miami return to prominence. I think it would help the ACC, but um, I don't, I don't I don't quite see it like I see them as being like a decent team but not this like fringe top 10 team that their preseason ranking shows so um I think that I think this could get ugly and I know Bama as usual lost a ton of ton of players but like if I'm betting with my life on the line like I I don't want any part of, of Miami in this game and and like I said I'd love for them to win the game right? but Man, I cannot, I cannot back the Canes here. I, I just don't think they're as talented as some people are ringing them out to be.
0: And I was on Locked on ACC yesterday, on, excuse me, on Wednesday, and we are talking about this game. And the piece that came up was that Derek King, you know, he's coming back from a catastrophic injury, big-time yeah. injury. You're throwing him out there against one of, you know, this Alabama defensive line that every year is filled with blue-chip recruits that can can really bust up any good offensive line. How long is he going to last out there? I mean, do you leave him out there to possibly get hurt, you know, against you know, and then their whole season is screwed, or do you take him out and and just kind of you know take the L and just move on with it? I I get this feeling the Alabama's going to go up big early. They're going to pull King, and this is going to be it. Over it could be over really quick.
1: Hey, that's a great uh, game theory for me. Me picking Bama minus nineteen and a half. So I like your line of thinking there.
0: So, there's a, a couple more interesting games. We're going to skip the big one to the end, but skip ahead to Sunday. In this game, I, I'm interested in I, of, of almost all the ACC games. This one could be sneaky good. Notre Dame and Florida State, with Notre Dame as a seven and a half point favorite. Eric, where are you thinking about this one?
1: Well, I, I, you know, I I don't know how good Notre Dame is is this year. Um, I, you know, I, I know they are coming with some hype, and they do every year, um, but. One thing I do know is Florida State sucks. They – I was – I think one of the first things I noticed when, when I was kind of combing through the Phil Steele magazine and, and the ACC stuff is, is they have, like in, – in the ACC – Phil Steele's ACC, you know, he does the all-ACC team, first through fourth team. Like, on offense, Florida State has a third-teamer. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, they have a fourth-teamer um, on offense – Two two fourth teamers on offense and a fourth teamer on defense. Like this is this might be the worst Florida State roster in I don't know how long. So until Florida State does something, I would I would never take them, especially how bad they've been the last couple yep. of years. I, I would never take them getting anything under double digits ever right now.
0: And and on and on top of that, the 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 key to their season, Mackenzie Milton. Uh, we're talking to the locked-on Florida State uh, host, who says that he believes that he's not even going to start. He's not ready to go yet. So oh, well,
1: well, I'm supposed I probably yeah I probably should have checked that before I uh, put some money on this like I did. But yeah, <laughs> that's great news for me then.
0: <laughs> and then Louisville and Ole Miss, a ten-point spread. This is going to be an interesting game. You know, Louisville last year, I'll give you just a little bit of background, you know, there was a team that was just sloppy, tons and tons of turnovers, but there's talent there, but they also lost a lot on the offensive side of the ball. Where will they be this year? I think that's a big question because Malik Cunningham has the talent to do it. Can he fix those those mental mistakes that really kind of blew up Louisville last year? Where are you where are you in that game, Eric?
1: Yeah, they are they are such a they are such a weird team like you said with the with the turnovers. They were minus 12 last year. And then on the flip side, they they actually um opponents by 59 yards a game. So, like, th- those are two kind of odd stats, good and bad. And, like, uh, of all the teams, it, it, I, I thought about this, actually, when you asked me about the schedule. And I almost picked the game at Louisville because I was like, I don't really know what this team is. Like, they could – I feel like I wouldn't be shocked if they finished like in third behind Clemson and BC. And I also wouldn't be surprised if they finished tied with like Florida state for sixth or something. It's like, I I don't know. I just feel like they have a wide range of outcomes. So uh, my, I won't, I personally won't be touching this game, but if I, if I had to, I I probably wouldn't play uh, the Cardinals just mostly because I actually don't Really enjoy betting on Malik Jackson. Like I, I feel like any time I have, I get like his bad week, and his bad week
0: is like really bad when he's off. Yeah, he he's a he's a sloppy quarterback. You see the talent there, but you saw it against BC last year. Like he just couldn't hold on to the ball. Um, and then finally, the big game, the, the the game of the week. It's the um, it's the game day game. Uh, Georgia against Clemson, and it's played in Charlotte, I believe. It's a three point Clemson favor here. who would you get in this one?
1: Well, as you said, this is the game of the weekend, and I cannot wait for that game. Um, I, I I would take the points with Georgia just because I, I it's kind of a coin flip game to me it's it's two really good teams with outstanding players on on both sides of the ball um, and that's what I. That's what I do in this case. Nothing. I don't. I don't really see like an edge with either team. You know, sometimes, sometimes you get these top five games, and you might see like an edge that one team can take advantage over the other. And I don't. I don't. I don't really see that in this game. I see. I see both these defenses as really dominating. And and if anything, I think it could be kind of a lower scoring game for for a game that involves such such high highly ranked teams like this.
0: Yeah, this is going to be a tough one for Clemson. I, I don't – I get Georgia in this game, but if Clemson loses this, this is a, this is a strong – I don't know. I think there's a strong – I was saying this earlier this week that I think there's a strong possibility the ACC could get cut out of the uh, college football playoffs. Um, well,
1: it's an interesting It's an interesting one for BC, like if they're really going to have this magical year because, you know, Clemson is used to being the bullies and I don't know how they react if they start off the season 0-1 and kind of like start questioning – you know how good they are without Trevor Lawrence and, and some of those other guys. So um, interesting, interesting for BC fans that, to keep an eye on that, that might might see the first crack in Clemson's armor. If, if Georgia can, uh, can have this game break right here.
0: So we're going to talk in a moment about Eric's thoughts on Saturday's game against uh, yeah, against Georgia Tech against Colgate in uh, just a moment. But we're going to talk first about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to make all your sports wagers, whether it's football or college football. Bet Online has you covered, and when you use promo code Locked On, you're going to get a hundred percent welcome bonus when you bet with Bet Online. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. And be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Bucks and the Dallas Cowboys, and if you lose, your wage will, will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline your online sportsbook experts. This is AJ Black with Eric Hoffs. Before we get into our final topic, I just want to remind everyone, head on over to Book BC Bulletin. We have a ton of info up on the site about the game this week. We have a depth chart. You can see my final thoughts and predictions this uh, today. And, uh, you know, everything else that you want to get ready for this game. I've done previews all summer long. Uh, you can get caught up and see, you know, our roundtables, discussions on uh, game predictions. Everything is up. And if you want, to bring Locked On Boston College with you to your tailgate to get ready for the game. We have all sorts of episodes, whether you want to hear more about the the preview to this game or my interviews with various Boston College commitments. Uh, I had Edwin Kalange on yesterday, and I had uh, Siane Hala last week. You can catch all of those either on wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube, so check those out. So Saturday, it's the annual FCS game, Eric. It's a game that no one ever gets really excited about, but... Just a little bit of excitement right now because this is the first time Boston College has played at Alumni Stadium with Jeff Happley and Phil Dracovic, and it's been the first time that fans have been back at, at Alumni Stadium since 2019. What are your th- What are your feelings about this game?
1: That's it's excitement that it's the first game of the year, like you said. Um, obviously, the opponent's underwhelming, and I, I always say this that. Uh, I saw a stat, um, I don't remember if it was 35 or 40 points, but basically the last time, the last six times BC's played an FCS FCS school, they've won by 35 or 40 points. I forget, who cares? Uh, it's one or the other. It, it They blow teams out um, from the FCS. That's, I uh, oh, mean, we almost went a whole pod without talking about Daz, but that's that's one thing I always complimented Daz on was he was a hell of a bully and like he just bullied the hell out of these FCS schools and just creamed them with his O line and running game and and uh, uh, I, I'd expect more of the same here. Um, although it, it's interesting, obviously, uh, obviously with with, with Halfley, probably, probably one of the only games I didn't love of his last year was that texas state game um which was the only the only time we saw him go against kind of a what was supposed to be a cream puff team outside the acc and it it was a really close game um he's it was kind of like and i'm not comparing him to friggin bill belichick but it, it's interesting the Patriots do this sometimes when, when their heyday when they play these crappy teams like Belichick kind of like wouldn't show a lot would kind of do like just enough to to win the game and man if uh, I don't know that I don't think Halfley was doing that last year because that was way too damn close to them not winning the game but um, I I think that's the one interesting storyline is uh, how Halfley plays this we haven't seen him go up against the FCS opponent and like how quickly he gets the starters out and yep. like if he's, if he's trying to get something else accomplished a part of his team that's not strong you know there, there's lots of things so that's that's probably one interesting storyline for me in this game is just seeing how he handles a game like this
0: now I, I am I'm on board with some of the things you're saying and the thing that I think is going to happen is you know Halfley I think is going to try to keep this as vanilla as possible So if you're expecting, you know, uh, you know, big, big plays with Zay Flowers, they could be there, but they're not going to be throwing, you know, the the kitchen sink at Colgate because you don't need to put this on film for opponents. What I do think Boston College is going to do is show that they can win in the trenches. I think that you're going to see the running game try to establish itself because it's it's stunk last year. Let's be honest. It wasn't good. And he had, you know, David Bailey's gone. Pat Garwo's down the, the the roster right now. Travis Levy's starting, but you get the sense that it won't be long before Xavier Coleman and Alex Sinkfield kind of get in. I think he's going to see what he has in his running game and try to see, get those big guys up front moving and see if he can he can do kind of what Daz- Adazio does and bully ball them and and just take over the game that way.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I don't I don't think this is going to be a on um, a Dazio style, where he's like, "I want to beat these guys sixty-five to nothing, and ha- have Djokovic throw it sixty-five times, like like they could if they wanted to beat Colgate by seventy, they could." But I, I, I agree with you. I don't. I don't think he's going to do that. And I think, I think, getting his team out of here healthy is going to be a huge
0: priority. Yeah, uh, that's a big one. So, Eric, I mean, you, the the spread's fifty. Is Boston College going to cover fifty points? Oh man.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know. I honestly don't. I don't like. I don't. Uh, I, I don't. Know, I don't know that I'd actually lean towards that because I. I kind of feel like Halfley is going to get the starters out of there early, especially with UMass like another cream puff on deck. Like <laughs> um, he and and Temple stinks too. Uh, I saw they were like over a, a two touchdown underdog at Rutgers this week. Um, they they got three easy games here to start the year, so. No, if you held a gun to my head, I probably would take Colgate because I think the starters will be out there very fast.
0: Yeah, I, I I think the spread's pretty close. I would I get them around like forty nine, <laughs> like forty seven <laughs> to forty nine. So uh, that's our thoughts on this. Now it'll be much more interesting. I promise. You know, when my boss was talking about, yeah, every week we're going to you know spread out and talk about these teams for a while. We're going to talk about them I'm like do you really want me to talk about Colgate for five days? Uh, Cause I don't want to put my audience to sleep, but we did it. This is Friday. I threw in some recruiting news. I had a conversation about college basketball, uh, scheduling, and we talked about Colgate for a little bit, but next week we'll get into our discussion on UMass and I will get into what happened to UMass and Yukon this week. Um, that was a segment, Eric, I don't know if you checked that out. Um, it's my new trolling segment that I have. Um, where I I, I go over UMass and UConn's uh, game of games of the last week. So I went over UConn's game (laughs) against Fresno state um, and check that out. So, I will be at the game on Saturday. I am credentialed for the game. I will be in the press box. I will have full coverage. Check me out at AJ black underscore BC or my work at BC bulletin. I'll have it locked on now, right after the game uh, where you can hear my thoughts about what happened. I'll be at the press conference for Jeff Halfley and all the players, probably Phil Dracovic will be there. Um, and we'll talk about that, all of that and more on next week's show. And Eric will join us, Eric, where can people follow you on Twitter and Instagram?
1: Well, for, uh, All my great football gambling advice. Uh, Just my name, EJ, and then the last name, Hofsus. And uh, for my barbecue, I'm at Hoffa Barbecue across all sorts of social media platforms.
0: All right, Eric, thanks for joining us. And check us out on Monday, where we'll have full reactions to the Colgate game. This is AJ Black. Thank you all. Have a great weekend and enjoy some college football. Take care, everyone.